Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Hey there, Why Though listeners, Tiffany here, and I just want to say we are over the moon that it is our first birthday, and we want to celebrate with you. We want to celebrate by gifting a copy of Ashley's book, a copy of my book, and a Why Though mug that has our cartoon faces on it and a fun saying on the other side. To enter to win, click the link in our show notes, enter your email address, and you'll be set to go. Happy Happy birthday, Why Though. Happy birthday, Wado. Happy birthday, Wado. Happy birthday, Wado. Happy birthday, Wado. I felt like I wanted to let you close that out. Oh, listeners, I wish I could give you each a cupcake from the milk bar. Right. A candle. Just a, we're just like a hairy toddler at this point. That's what we are, a big one-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> a southern Southeast Asian one-year-old. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. That's a beautiful oh. baby. <laughs> What's your favorite cupcake flavor and or cake flavor? Well, I don't really like cupcakes, but if I'm going to do cake, which is not very often, which I is really the love same freaking thing cake. as a cake. <laughs> cupcake That's and true, a cake. but they're a slice size. of cake is much more moist oh, and there's much love more it. icing. Love and it. so I'm here for that. So, oh, yes, a big slice cake. of cake. Mm-hmm. Carrot best. cake. You yep. would, you Southern Belle. Carrot oh, it's so cake. good. Yep. Or hummingbird. Well, same thing. Oh. But it's basically the exact same cake, but I love them both. So good. I had hummingbird cake for the first time when I was wedding cake. Oh, hunting, tasting. It's heaven on earth, right? It's really good. So good. Oh my goodness. Okay, mine. Well, this is very, if you want to profile me, you can. It's cardamom. <laughs> cardamom cake. I love it. That is amazing. It's good. We both stuck to I've our never regions. Had it. We're going to have to. <gasps> we really did, actually. What? We actually really okay. did. I'm so proud of us. Oh, Next time did. I'm in Tacoma, I want that cake. Oh, and you know what? You can't find it nowhere. You got to make it from home. Well, there you go. Anything cardamom. I'm like, it's the, I love I'm it not culturally Indian, but cardamom and chai so flavors are my, yep. I can get on board. I can too. It's oh, one of so my favorite good. tastes. It's so, so good. good. And pistachio. Oh, anything pistachio. I'm here for mm. it. Oh, so good. Love it. Oh, I love that. You know what? For some reason, I thought it was next week that it was our birthday. Mm-mm, so I just feel today. like, I feel like I just had a surprise party. Yeah. That's what I feel like. <laughs> You're welcome. And now I'm going to do Where you told us about all the this. hair in the drain. Yes, I'm going to do. Oh, well, they needed to know. It's part of my lived experience. Thank you very much. We're very honest here at Why Though. We are. We do like to tell our stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ashley, what are we talking about this morning? Oh, my gosh. Midday, afternoon, whatever time people are listening. Yes. Well, we are talking today about why bless her heart is not a blessing though. And in honor of our birthday and also to prepare for why bless her heart is not a blessing though. I have personally been listening to Randy Travis all day long and specifically the old hymn blessed assurance. Okay. So that's very, very, very Southern. I don't even know why that happened except that last night I was singing blessed assurance to my babies, the hymn. And I was like, well, how does this song go? Cause I could only remember the first verse and right. I just I can was the in first a two hymn lines. mood. 
right? <laughs> I was in a hymn mood. I'm like, this is, you know, sometimes contemporary music just doesn't do the job. I just need a good hymn. Come on. To really like understand that God is good in the middle of everything. And right. I think old hymns do that better than anything. So totally. I was just thinking about the assurance we have in God. So anyway, the country version is on my heart. And so in the South, we have these things that we call blessings that are not blessings at all. And should hold anyone on, ever hold say on, you, we can't just move uh-huh. on and talk about these blessings. We, you need to explain we why have to. Randy Travis was singing it and not some <laughs> old lady at the organ. Why is Rand- does Randy Travis have a gospel album? Do you need well, to tell listen, me things? Rand- I'll tell you why, because Randy Travis was on Spotify. That's the that's the literal oh. reason. And you know what? I have a love for for Randy. I'm not a country music person. I'm You're sorry not. to disappoint anyone listening. You're so but listen, not. Which I is just why love. I'm yes, very good old Randy Travis shocked. and some George Strait. No, a little you don't. bit of Rita McIntyre and Martina McBride and um, Faith Hill. Now those what about I can Shania? Get behind. Yes, Shania, I forgot about her. Yes, fun story. I got to go when I first moved to Los Angeles, my very first year in 2002. One of my dear friends, um, Brooke, if you're listening, I'm so grateful for you. She took me to the American Music Awards. And (gasps) Shania was like the big performer. And so she rode this amazing thing from the stage all the way up to the balcony where we were sitting. And Shania Twain was like one foot from me. No. Singing her heart out. It was spectacular. She had a long ponytail. It was (gasps) glorious like a horse. Was she wearing denim? She was actually wearing this silver like outfit. It was very just silver, like a blazer and some pants. And it was very monochrome and very stylish. So I'm going to pretend she was wearing denim while she was a foot away from you. She wasn't. It was 2002. I mean, Chrome was in. Brittany did that to all of us. That Brittany did do that to all of us. Brittany Spears. She made it happen. She did. She also (laughs) taught us that Brittany could be spelled (laughs) B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. Bam. She let everybody know. She let everybody know. Brittany was doing her thing. So no denim on (laughs) denim. I was hoping denim on the top and denim on the bottom. I wanted a Canadian No, that's a stereotype, Tiffany. Okay, in my defense, I just read Whiskey in a Teacup by Reese Witherspoon. Yes, which is I love her. so good. I loved it. I got it from the library and I was like, ooh, likey. It is fabulous. And it has all these southern recipes and it just talks mm-hmm. about her grandma and growing up in Nashville mm. and just all the cultural mm. norms of southern life in the 70s and 80s. Yes. Super fun. Anyway, she was wearing denim on denim in several pages. So See? you take that up with Draper James. I, I mean, you just... <laughs> I do love some Draper James. I really <gasps> actually do. <sighs> Draper James. Fabulous. The, okay, They're Draper fabulous. James, if you don't know what we're talking about, listener, is Reese Witherspoon's clothing line. And maybe you just learned that Reese Witherspoon has a clothing line. She does. And it's so beautiful and it's so much floral and dresses. And uh, she talked about in the book why she created this line is because she said she couldn't find in L.A. any, like, proper southern fitted dresses with bright patterns and i just love that she's like well i'm gonna make one then and it's i've been to the store in nashville and i felt like i was in heaven they give you sweet tea when you walk in yes and i couldn't afford a 300 dollars dress but i did buy a book for 12 dollars. look at you bam i needed to leave with that gift bag i needed to i was like what do i do do you sell gum back there i'll buy some gum right what is budget (laughs) can i buy a bag what do you have back there good stuff so as you can see listener we've been preparing by doing very southern things for this particular episode Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
I talk about this a little bit in my in my new book, but I think it's so important to not only laugh at these Southern sayings that are very, very hilarious, but also to recognize seriously that bless your heart. If anyone ever says that to you, this is not a blessing. And you should ask them, what do you really mean? Because or just run. Don't don't ask anything. <laughs> just keep it moving and don't ask what they really mean, because they will tell you because that's how it is in the South. <laughs> but bless your heart is not a blessing. And so I think sometimes what that makes me think about is all the times in my life that I was truth telling about other people, mm. but I did not have the courage or the guts to tell the truth about myself. And I think one of the great ways we can grow as a person and grow in maturity is, is to push past being able to tell the truth about others and to start to really tell the truth about ourselves. Mm. That's very important for our growth and maturity. <laughs> Amen. It really is. And I think that there is so much self-preservation when we Mm -hmm. can talk about other people and then slap a blessing on the end and and then not be willing to deal with what's going on in our own heart um when i lived in london somebody would talk about somebody negatively or in a in a way that just was not uplifting to the person we were talking about and it really didn't make the person who was talking look very good either yeah and at the end of her they would always say oh bless her bless her Mm. like oh that's not just I like that you guys, you whip out the heart too. Bless her heart. Like it's. So- <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're like, oh, bless her. Like, oh, just, oh, look at her. Or it was just so like sarcastically mean. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that was painful. Totally. But, yeah. But it not, really is. Not willing to be honest with yourself, I think, was really really eye-opening and the fact that it's culturally acceptable right Ashley the fact that this totally is, is completely normal to talk junk about other people and not be willing to address what's going on in your own life I so agree with you yes it is very culturally acceptable like I think about some of the sayings um, he's dumb as a brick you know <laughs> she ain't the sharpest tool in the shed that teacher's busier than a one-armed wallpaper hanger <laughs> mean as a rattlesnake. I mean, we have a very long list of hilarious Southern sayings. And it is really culturally acceptable to just talk about people. It really is. And honestly, Tiff, you have to resist because they're very hilarious. I'm resisting laughing right now. Right. Because Because you can't shoot a wallpaper guy. (laughs) Poor thing. He's busy. Like, why are we talking about this? It's a very popular saying. It's a very popular saying. You promise? It is just making a point that like, y'all ain't getting nothing done. You're crazy. You're busy. You're just doing too much. That's what they're really trying to say with that Southern statement. The subtext of all these is, is, uh, yes. I wish it was just a little tighter to what you were actually saying. Anyway, carry on. (laughs) I know, but you're right. It is completely culturally acceptable and it's funny. So you can get the whole room laughing hysterically about what you're saying, mm. but it's really actually not funny when you really think about it, when you think about what it really means and what you're really doing and what it would require for you to just get honest about your own life and instead of wasting time telling everybody about everybody else. Um, but yeah, it is. And even in bigger circles, not just the South and apparently also in England, England, we love you. Shout out. But it is, even in the church, I think about that, you know, in faith communities, it can be really popular to talk bad about people, either in the name of prayer or in the name of trying to figure out what they think and believe. And, you know, it can be a real thing where people are actually just gossiping or or slandering somebody 
without really any real context for their life or who they are or any real understanding for the person. And that's why I think I hate gossip so much is that it's so dismissive of a whole person. It does not give people the freedom to be who they fully are. And it's making judgments and assumptions without real knowledge or understanding. And that is something that frustrates me greatly. Absolutely. They're not welcomed. They're not Mm -mm. understood. They're not seen. They're not known. Right. It really is such a cultural form of judgment that is completely acceptable. And it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I love how you brought, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have jumped to a faith context with that so quickly, but you're totally right. How we Mm -hmm. will bring up something just to expose someone else, not because we really care for their well being or because we want to see the Lord move in their life, but because we feel superior. It makes us feel good because we feel like we can lift ourselves up while we're simultaneously pushing others down. Totally. And no one wins. No one wins in that situation. That's exactly right. And it's so dishonest and and hypocritical in the sense that we all have things we're dealing with. And that if we were another person, if we weren't present in a room and somebody was talking about our struggles or our problems or our, or their perceived whatever about us, we would be so hurt. It's not, it's not fair to do that. And it, it is very dismissive of the own, the things that we personally are dealing with. And I think being raised in that culture for me, I was able to hide for a really long time because it just wasn't kosher to own your own story. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. really kosher to say like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with and this is what I'm facing or this is what I've gone through or these are the things that I'm trying to overcome or these are the fears I have in my life or these are the very real struggles I'm facing. And that wasn't a kosher thing to do. And I don't think that's just true in my Southern context. I think that that's true for most human beings. It's just so much easier to talk about other things than it is to really connect with people on a meaningful level of like, hey, this is what I'm going through. And I'd love for you to know it about me, Um, which takes a lot of courage and a lot of guts and a lot of just doing things afraid, (laughs) just sharing things afraid. (laughs) A few books I've read recently have all circled around mental health. And it's Mm. not overtly a book about mental health, but all of them in some way, shape or form have talked about the stigma of mental health and how him or her are are really putting on an air so nobody knows how hard it really is. They really want to be seen as capable and that they have it just as good as everyone else. And they have reason to because they're seeing those who are honest about their needs or maybe, you know, some friends who um, got some help, they're made fun of for or, oh, they're weird or, oh, Mm. they're a mess or, oh, whatever, Mm. just for getting help. And so I think one of the reasons that, is so disheartening is to see is when people do speak up and they do advocate for their needs and their wants and their desires, they can see a path to wholeness and wholeness. Wholeness. Added in Webster's. I don't think health and ho- and hellness go together. I don't. I don't think they do. I think they're polar opposites. But health and wholeness. But they're on this path to health and wholeness, and they're being you know, penalized for the journey just because they want wholeness and health. They're being made fun of or mocked for the journey. You can't get over it. I need you to move on, Ashley. It was I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. It was wonderful. It's too good. It's too good. You know what? You're really, me too. And also you're really saying something that's so deep because I do think that, you know, when we start to get healthy and we've talked about this in other episodes, when we start to get healthy, it can actually mean a sacrifice for somebody else. It can actually mean that they're about to lose in our gain, that they're no longer going to be able to manipulate or receive from our brokenness or have their needs met in an unhealthy way. And because of that, it causes 
strife and it causes disruption to people's lives. Yeah. Do you guys hear that siren going by? We'll just let it ride. You're not being pulled over by the police in case you're wondering. You all you're, looked you're over okay. your left and right shoulders. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. I heard you. Hey, New York. What's up? We love you. <laughs> but I do think that's a really powerful point because people have things to lose when we get healthy. And so that mm. can sometimes be why they talk about us. Right. Um, because, you know, if we gain, they feel like they're going to lose, which obviously isn't true when you have an abundant mindset. When you're thinking yeah. to yourself, everybody has the capacity to do well with their life. Everybody has the opportunity to grow in the different areas of our lives. And so I think that that that's a really like, that's a powerful thing you just said. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you know, I can whip it out once in a while, as long as I throw in hellness with hellness. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Then we're good. (laughs) Then we're good. I think uh, just as you said, there are those in our lives who will not benefit from our personal growth. Right. And I also think that we like people who are like us. We like people who act and walk and talk and eat and work Mm -hmm. out and sing and dance and go to church just like us, who vote like us, whatever the case may be. We like people who like us. So when someone is willing to seek health or wholeness or just live differently than us, in our effort to feel safe, and in our effort, you know, effort to validate ourselves, it makes sense to throw them under the bus. Or, oh, that's just how they do things now. Or, oh, bless their heart. Like, yeah, we just diminish their way of life or their existence or their actions, whatever the case may be, so we can feel like we still have solid ground beneath us. Gosh, that is so good and freaking true. And I think digital media, the age, the age that we're living in, is causing this to happen even more because we're able to create these echo chambers online and because we're spending so much time online. And really that's the thing that's sort of forming everybody's brain at the moment. Um, and obviously that's a broad stroke. Many of you may not spend very much time on social media at all, but there, most people are spending a ton of time on there and you have an echo chamber and people who think exactly like you. And so we get into real life and you realize, oh, people don't do it my way. Um, but instead of just acknowledging that it's a different way, we think to ourselves, it's a bad way because it's a different way. And so it increases our capacity to be able to tear people down or to want to tear people down or to want to accuse them really of living a life. That's whatever we think it's not, or whatever we think it is. And it's so unfair. And so I think in the digital age, we have to guard ourselves against that. We have to be careful how we're creating our, our digital platforms and how we are um, feeding that echo chamber, that thing that wants to everybody to look like us, think like us, vote like us, be like us. And I think we have to recognize that that's actually just not the way of the world. And it doesn't keep us safe, right? Like the more right. we do group think, the less safe we actually are because there's yeah. more opportunity for manipulation and control and less yep. opportunity for freedom. You know, where there's an opportunity for people to think for themselves and make choices on their own, that feels like God because that's free will. It's grace. It's goodness. That's what God allows us the opportunity to choose and so we have to let other people do the same without slandering them (laughs) right right and now i mean yeah no one needs to be thrown under the bus it doesn't matter how much you do or do not like them no one wins when you throw someone under the bus totally ashley what would you say to somebody working through stuff in the past versus now and how does truth telling apply to that situation yeah i think um you know what? I only think we're as strong as our last 
tell. And so sometimes I think truth telling, once you've gotten to a place where you're owning your story and being able to share honestly with people and you are not bad mouthing others for the way that they live, but you're just living your life in an open and honest and vulnerable way, then I think it's important that we remember we don't just tell the truth about what we've gone through, but we tell the truth about today. We tell the real time truth about our life. And that's what connects us to others who love us and people that we love as well, is that we're able to open up and say, you know what, today I'm really struggling. Earlier this week, um, I just was having the hardest time. And for, at first I wasn't going to reach, reach out. I was like, I'm just going to muscle through this. It's fine. Like I'll figure it out. And the more I tried to do that, the, the heavier the weight felt and the heavier the sadness felt and the heavier, just the things felt on me. And I realized, you know what I need to do right now is I need to reach out. I actually need yeah. to reach out and ask for prayer. I actually need to reach out and let people know that I'm having a hard time because through that process, again, it was like me reminding myself, I'm only as strong as my last tell. And so that means I need to be honest about my life today in order for for me to keep being honest about my life. You know, we can't just get stuck in a moment of overcoming. We have to constantly be honest about our life day to day. And so it can't be something we do one time. It's got to be something that, that we're living out right now. Absolutely. Living out right now. I love that. I think it's so vital, just as you said, for our health and being willing to be seen and be vulnerable yes. because that is a courageous act. Yes. And knowing that others can love us others can serve us and others can see us for who we are i think nobody expects us to have it all together all the time and um, i think it just it builds more of who we were always intended to be agreed and if somebody does have the expectation for you to be perfect all the time bye bye (laughs) bye they don't need that in your life no you don't so just say bless her heart and keep it moving bless her (laughs) (laughs) And to round out that lesson, kids. Oh, Ashley, I cannot wait. So we have, I believe, by the time this airs, it'll be five days. Yeah, yeah. Five days until launch. This episode airs the 19th. That's a lie. It's a week and a half before Mm -hmm. your book. Mm -hmm. Just waiting for you to correct me there. Um, a mm-hmm. week and a half until your book launches. And so listeners, what a gift to yourself to learn from someone else's story who has done the work, who has lived such a beautiful, sacred, holy, messy, heartbreaking at times life to tell you that you are loved, that you are capable of growth and that you are capable of mm-hmm. healing and that where you are isn't yes. where you have to always be. And so I encourage you, we are going to have the link in the show notes. And I also, you can link to Ashley's site and see all the freebies that you can grab everything. You can get it from your favorite retailer or wherever books are sold. Rise of the Truth Teller. It launches October 1st, 2019. And we are so excited, 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 Ashley, to watch this message circumnavigate the globe it really Mm. is going to be a blessing to know that thousands upon thousands of men and women are going to be encouraged by your story i know i have read it twice y'all and it is so (laughs) so powerful so good and if you have not um gone back a few episodes you can listen to the first episode for free so be sure and -hmm. check that out and she really does have some incredible freebies for you that you will not want to miss and those will go away people those will go away They are pre-order freebies, so you're going to want to, and you're going to want to grab them. And also, pre-ordering, if you, for those of you who don't know, in the literary world, it's a big deal. 
It's it a really big, big deal. I once heard Jen Hatmaker talk about the power of pre-ordering. It really, mm. it signifies to the publisher where you're at, how many to print, what they can prepare for. It really yeah. is so helpful to all involved. And what a treat, because the day that it comes out is the day that you get it. You don't have to wait. It'll be on your doorstep. That's right. You'll be ready it to It sure work. will. It sure will. Well, thank you, Tiffany, for all that. And listeners, we're so so thankful that we get to spend a little bit of our week with you thank you for listening thank you for all your messages thank you for the way you support us thank you for um you know rating us and doing all the things that you do to make this podcast possible we love 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 being able to serve you up content every single week it's our joy bye-bye hey listeners remember to subscribe and comment it helps others to find the show to learn more about tiffany's writing speaking or books visit tiffanybloom.com to learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.